Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Box Trick. I am your host, Matt Brady. Joining me once again is Tiffany O'Malley. Tiffany, how are you doing today? I am so great today. Do you know why? Because we're talking the legend of Zelda. Exactly. <laughs> so what we're going to do today is we are going to rank the Zelda games. Um, I'll just go ahead and say that I would easily give every one of these games an 8 or higher on a scale of 8 of, you know, one out of ten. Mm-hmm. Most of these games, I would give a ten. The top three, top five, I think you can honestly make an argument for every game deserves to be number one. And yeah. uh, so, if we have one of your favorite games ranked lower, you know what? Everybody starts the Zelda series in a different spot, so everybody has sentimental value. And uh, at the end of the day, they're all great. So, agreed. Um, for this list, the rules are: has to be a main series game, so we're excluding the CDI games like Wand of Gamelot. Um, Link's Crossbow Training and Hyrule Warriors. And then we are going to consider Oracle of Seasons and Ages just one spot. So that will be the top 18 games. Mm-hmm. So coming in at number 18, we have... The Legend of Zelda Four Swords. Uh, released in 2002, this was the first multiplayer Zelda game came on the Game Boy Advance. It was uh, added into A Legend of the Zelda A Link to the Past, the Game Boy Advance version. Um, what's, what can we really say about this game? Um, it's kind of a different take on Zelda. You have roughly mm-hmm. 50 levels, so it's not really open world. Um, you know, it's kind of little mini dungeons, mini puzzles, and you get to play with your friends. Um, you can have up to four people playing. Um, I really like the art style. I like the soundtrack. It's kind of a cool little addition. Um, and it is its own game. Um, it's where we get introduced to Vati. Um, and it kind of starts the multiplayer uh, Zelda games. Um, yeah. Which I know that a lot of people may not have picked those up because of the multiplayer factor. Yep. yep. So if it's not one that you've played, I mean, you're you're definitely not alone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and in this game specifically, I would say is probably the most difficult to get into because mm-hmm. to play it, you would have had to have had not just a Game Boy Advance and this game. You would have had to have had, you know, at least one other or, you know, three other friends who had Game Boy Advance, this game, and the Game Boy Link cables. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, Tiffany and I grew up in, you know, farm town USA. <laughs> and so we didn't really have a lot of friends that would have had all of that. That's um, true. And that's just kind of the difficult nature with the Game Boy Advance. And it was cool. I mean, it was just like back in the day with like Pokemon, like trading Pokemon, you mm, know, like yeah. you have the, you have the link cable and you could maybe trade, but you'd have to, you'd have to have a friend who'd have, who had the game, you know, had the Pokemon you want. 
and stuff like that. So, and, I mean, if and you, with that, like, I literally only traded Pokemon with my cousin, and he didn't even live near us. He lived in Toledo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So I had no one to trade with. Yeah, and so that was just kind of the thing. So running into people, I mean, maybe if you lived in the city uh, and you know had a good, good group of friends that was really playing this, it might be a little bit easier. Um, for us, it just doesn't really happen, uh, mm-hmm. you know. So um, I guess that kind of is what it is. But I think I think that this, and again, I would still probably give this as the last game on our list. Um, I would still give this like an eight out of ten. I mean, it's that good once you actually get into it. Um, and I know now you can actually play it um, via like the 3ds. And DSi, mm-hmm. it was, that was actually uh, given away as part of the 25th anniversary um, on 3DS for free, which is how I got it. Super cool. Um, well, I, I mean, I played it back in the day, but got it here. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's a good game. Um, just because it's at the end of our list doesn't mean we think it's a bad game or anything. Yes. That's just, that's just the way the, uh, you know, cookie crumbles. Somebody's got to be last. Somebody's got to be last. <laughs> and somebody's got to be number 17. Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. So Triforce Heroes was essentially the immediate follow-up to a game which we'll get to later. Um, came out October 23rd, 2015. Um, it... How do, I, how do I describe why we have this game as, as low as we do? Oh, I know. Did you know, Tiffany, um, <laughs> that this game... Uh, you cannot play with two players. You can't play it with two players. No, you either have to play it by yourself or you, ha- or you play it with three people. I, I did not know that. I did not know that either until <laughs> I, uh, until I started doing some more research about, about, about this game. Cause I just played it by Blew myself. My mind. Really? It by- yeah. And why wouldn't they have made that a feature to, yeah, I don't know. Have like a com like a com um, you um, and a friend. I know it's Nintendo, you know, that's just the way they, <clears throat> way they do things sometimes. So again, this comes into why we had four swords kind of low mm. is that of the multiplayer games, you know, at least this is easier because, Oh, you just need, you know, two friends with three DSs and then you can play like, you know, over the internet and stuff like that. So that's cool. But again, you're running into a situation where you need to find, you know, two other friends with three DS and this game. Um, and so, I mean, this game, I'll say, um, the reason we have it above four swords is because of the multiplayer games, this game, actually the puzzles are really cool. They're really interesting. Um, and when it, this game is kind of one of those games that when it's working, it's working really well. Um, there's some really cool, interesting puzzles, but more often than not, they're kind of just, you know, I mean, just like, okay, throw the bomb here. Then the other guy does this. I mean, they're pretty simple. They're pretty easy. This game is also takes place in you know like hotopia it's uh, like a fashion-based world which i Um, thought was very different yeah it's different um (laughs) you know this game is the one uh this game it started out actually as a um like the developers when they were working on phantom hourglass they uh decided they kind of had this um multiplayer mode they were working on and this is actually what became of it Hmm. so like a whole game out of a just like a mode they were talking about. Yeah. And so that's kind of, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of where it came from, kind of what happened. Um, but yeah, so again, of the multiplayer games, you know, that we have this one as the second best. Um, but again, it, you can pick it up, I think, on, on sale. I think you can pick it up on Amazon right now for like 20 bucks. Mm, um, 
No, it's not bad at all. And it's not like, again, just because we have it number 17 on our list doesn't mean it's a bad game. I would still give it like an eight out of 10. If you have a good group of friends and you can, and you, and you can play, um, it's a lot of fun, but this one is, I would say, you know, is a better single player experience than four swords, which is like not <laughs> existent. So, okay. Coming in at number 16. The legend of Zelda spirit tracks. So spirit tracks came out, um, for the DS in 2009, which was, it was like, Two years after Phantom Hourglass. Yeah. And at, when this one came out, they were like, this is like really similar to Phantom Hourglass. So mm-hmm. I know that some people really didn't care for it at first because of the similarities. Because what they found that they didn't like within Phantom Hourglass just got done again in Spirit Tracks. Mm-hmm. So this one... um, it kind of stands out. It has the touch controls, which I know a lot of people uh, couldn't really get used to. Uh, Me included. <laughs> and as why we, is that, Matt? Uh, as we mentioned in our <laughs> favorite Zelda games, I have kind of big hands. And so this is the problem <laughs> I run into when I'm playing like tablet games that involve like swiping, at least on my phone. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, oh, the yeah. same thing here. You know, I, I have big hands. I mean, just like our president. I mean, <laughs> what can I say? Uh <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully you are listening to this in the future. He's not our president. Maybe you can pull the master sword out and, you know, Could you? Cut, yeah, can we go cut, back? Pull the, yeah, pull the master sword <laughs> out. What? Yeah. Come back. Tell us, you know, do we have, are we waiting four years or eight? But I got big hands. <laughs> so that was kind of my problem. Oh God. It's one of my favorite reasons for like <laughs> being frustrated with the game <laughs> and moving on. Yeah. So you kind of guide links like through location, location by train, which completely um, took out the whole, like, uh, what am Open I trying world. to say? Open world kind of thing. And, like, you know, running around, being a scavenger, slicing up plants and um, figuring stuff out along the way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the dungeons and the combat, um, you know, people really enjoyed that. Um, but the train, that I think, yeah. kind of took it, took it out for people. But what people really liked about it was the spirit tower mm-hmm. and it was a really difficult dungeon and it was not a time-based game like uh, Phantom Hourglass was. So people really appreciated that they weren't on a, a clock, if you will. Right. Yeah. 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 I, the thing I like, the thing I like about this game, I think this game has uh, a pretty underrated soundtrack in the Zelda mm-hmm. in the Zelda world. The like open world theme. God is just great. Uh, I love it actually. It's honestly one of my favorite Zelda open world themes. Uh, like I know that's awesome. I know it's great. It's one of the best things about it. Um, also the uh, spirit flute, I think it was like really cool. I think it's a really cool dynamic. Um, just like the idea of, you know, you have to use the microphone and like blow into it, making it kind of like an actual instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you and I've talked about this before. I think there's only like you had to do it in, was it Mario party? For the yeah, DS? it was a Mario party on the, on the GameCube. You had to blow into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you know, Nintendo does some weird things with, you know, microphones and, you know, I think they just try to like dip their toes in the water and they're like, well, let's see what this will do. You know, let's, is this going to work? Is this going to catch on? And yeah, I mean, Hey, you Pikachu, you know, used a microphone. Um, some things work and some some things things just make people really angry. (laughs) Or some things make people blind, like the 3d on the 3ds and the 3d (laughs) in the virtual boy. So, you know, I mean, you know, I have a question on your 3ds. Do you ever use 3d? 
Uh, no, not really. It's um, a hard no for me. I never, I, t- as soon as I got it, I turned on 3D. I was like, this is cool for two seconds. And I was like, no, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, depends <laughs> which 3D, do you have like the original 3DS, like the small one? Uh, no, I have the XL. Okay. Cause on the small one, it was like really not good. I mm. got a lot better with the 3DS XL. And then I've heard it, I've, I've heard it's better on the, um, new 3DS XL. The new one. Have, yeah. Yeah. Which, but I don't. I don't have one of those. My 3DS is like perfectly fine, but it doesn't stop me from wanting to buy the new 3DS. Oh yeah, I want one. Yeah, I, I want one I would, so bad, and I'm like, why do you? You don't need that. <laughs> well, there's a handful of games you can only play on it, um, like of Chronicles. Yeah, of course, and stuff like that. Um, and even games, uh, you know, like um, the Majora's Mask version of on the 3DS, uh, mm-hmm. and of Time on the 3DS, um, because it's got that little like C stick thing almost. You can, um, you know, it just makes camera movement and stuff like that better. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But all uh, right. Spirit Tracks, uh, you know, you can play it on the 3DS because you can play DS games on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next number. At number 15, we have The Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventure. Okay, Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventure came out on the GameCube in 2004. Um, I'll say this. Of the, yeah, oh yeah. Of the multiplayer Zelda games, this one's by far the best for really a lot of reasons. One, it's the best single-player experience of the multiplayer games. So if you have to play by yourself, um, it's not really like the game is ruined. Uh, and the, it, what's really cool is that it uses, you get like little formations because in mm-hmm. this one you actually control four links, right? Um, even if you're playing by yourself. And so you can do like diamond formations and stuff like that. Um, it still has like missions, I guess, if you want to call it. Um, you're still dealing with Vati, um, which is, you know, it's cool. Um, this game actually takes place in an odd place in the timeline. I always forget that. Is that this place, this takes place after Twilight Princess? Yeah, um, that's so strange. I know it's so strange because I always just think, oh, it would take place because um, it was long assumed to be like a like a direct sequel to Four Swords, right? Um, which takes place like in the early timeline, but nope, it doesn't. Um, which is okay. Um, th- I also think I really like the art style in this game um, mm-hmm. because it is it it feels like a link to the past, but it uses cell shading like in Wind Waker and it's mm-hmm. for like animations and stuff. And so I've always just felt like it's just had its own unique style. Uh, and it really just works really well for this game. Um, it has a, you know, pretty interesting story. Again, you're dealing with Vati. Um, you got the single player side of it. And uh, you got the, the, the multiplayer is a lot of fun. Although, once again, as we just talked about <laughs> Nintendo doing some weird things, to play. So if you want to play single player, you can use a GameCube controller. If you want to play multiplayer, you need four Game Boy Advances and the link cables. <laughs> so not only do you need a GameCube, but you, <laughs> you need four, you know, four Game Boy Advances to play. And presumably Give you're probably going to have, yeah, you're probably going to have four friends who've also got this game because they're like, oh, well, you know what I mean? That's why they'd want to play it. But right. there are some pretty cool things that, um, because it uses the Game Boy Advance controller, there's some like cool stuff you get on it while you're playing. Actually, it's kind of like an early, I mean, DS or Wii U, right? With like the like you get like the tablet. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting because Nintendo does re- recycle a lot of ideas, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like actually, if you look at the GameCube controller, 
the analog stick, um, mm-hmm. which is like honestly the single best analog stick ever on any video game controller. Um, the one on the Wii is like the same thing. So it's like the same. Yeah. Yeah, on the nunchuck. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, Nintendo just, they're all about recycling ideas and stuff like that. But um, mm-hmm. I am so thankful that with the the switch that, you know, you got the tablet or whatever, but you can, you don't have to play on that. Like you stick it in there and you can just use your pro controller. Yep. Like I'm so grateful. (laughs) So yeah, so much better. Um, but, uh, you actually, there's like a death match in this, which is kind of cool. You have like a four player, like battle tournament, which Mm -hmm. is really cool and interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, if if you're going to play one of the multiplayer games, I'd tell you just go straight for this. Um, but again, you're going to need either a GameCube or a Wii to play it at this point. Um, so I do not believe it's been released on anything. But um, what this game would be perfect for, because um, they've talked about doing GameCube virtual console games, would be the Switch. Mm-hmm. This game would be perfect for the Switch because you, ha- you already have two Joy-Cons. So you could easily just have people play with it because it's got roughly the same amount of buttons as a Game Boy Advance. Yeah, and I think that's a genius idea. Like, yeah, and I, I hope it, it would, comes to fruition. It would just make so much sense, or just make a Switch version, um, or something like that. I think it'd be yeah. a really, it'd be a really cool way of doing it. Yeah. Um, and, and they've been remastering things for a while now, so why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this 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 is the one I think. Actually, if you um, plus this game, like like a bunch of others, will get to. Um, this is one of those Zelda games. It's got its really core group and it will argue, you know, tooth and nail. This is the best Zelda game. And it's just because they played. And this is why I actually had it ranked um, as high as I did on my favorites is because I just had a good, I had a good group of people we were playing, you know, yeah. like, you know, pretty consistently. And so I think you just, it's, you get a different experience. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Coming in at number 14. The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass. So Phantom Hourglass came out in 2007. So this was a couple years before Spirit Tracks. Um, and this is one that came out with those touch controls. And yeah. so you have to use the stylus to control every aspect of you know what Link was doing. And so some people, it took them a while to get kind of acclimated to this because you know we're just used to to like clicking buttons and having slash 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 but yeah you have to use your stylus for this and i can i can somehow picture like people out there just getting so frustrated with this and pushing oh, the stylus sure. down way too hard and mm-hmm. ruining oh, for it. sure but um you know as far as my personal experience with this goes i was i was all right with the touch control which i'm usually not cool with touch controls with games but um i think since i have small hands mm-hmm. <laughs> It was a lot easier for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that there were a couple of games on the DS where they just tried mm-hmm. to really push the touch, the yeah. touch controls specifically, uh, like Metroid. Uh, was it the Metroid Hunters? Um, and it just—I don't think it worked as well. Yeah, well, as I think hoped. what they were trying to do is they were like, "Hey, we have this really cool new thing. We have this new handheld. We're just going to put all the features out there, and we just want to see you like." show you rather the best yeah. things that this handheld can do so using the d-pad when playing was like a huge feature yeah um and then one note i had about the game was you were able to pull up your map and you were able to make notes yeah which could be super super helpful because i know probably a lot of people 
um, at least myself, I took some notes when playing Zelda's because I wanted to remember yeah. things that I wanted to do. Yeah, you know, yeah, back in the day when you actually got, you know, manuals in yeah. video games and they had the little notes section in the back. <sighs> it's just take I us know. back. Give us give us that stuff again. It was so cool. I know. But like sometimes it could get a little like so I gotta switch to my map and then I gotta switch to gameplay and right. all what did I look at in my map? So it could get a little uh tedious when yep. switching back and forth, but um, this one was a direct sequel to Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. I should mention that in the timeline. And um, so kind of like the new z- design conventions of Wind Waker, they just poured right into this game. So yeah. chances are, if you did not enjoy Wind Waker, you probably didn't enjoy Phantom Hourglass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I've actually, I think I've come around a little bit on Phantom Hourglass and Spirit, you should, it's solid and, and spirit tracks. Um, <laughs> I think they are, you know, they, they are, uh, they are actually pretty good. Um, I, but this game I think is probably the most polarizing Zelda game. Um, cause I was just looking up some of the scores on like Metacritic and stuff. Like IGN gave it a nine. Um, mm. and they mm-hmm. said like really for a 3d, for a 3d game on a handheld system, especially the 3ds, which really didn't do 3d that well. Um, especially compared to it's like, you know, opponent, the Sony, uh, PSP, mm. um, I forgot about game. the PSP. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people <laughs> did. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it, like the game still runs really well. Technically, it's a really good game. This game also had one of the first, um, like, really made me want to collect, um, had like the collectible 3DS, which is just like gold. Oh, yeah. and it's got a little Triforce mm-hmm. symbol in it, but I wanted it. And I thought it looked super cool. And, you know, <laughs> um, this is also the, actually the uh, only 3D. No, this is is just the DS. Yeah, I know, but it's still a 3D game. Um, I was about to say this is this was the only uh, 3D Zelda game that doesn't have a playable instrument, but it it was at the time the only 3D Zelda game that didn't have a playable instrument. Um, so yeah, Yeah. uh, which is just kind of interesting. Um, especially because that was a big uh thing in a lot of other games, but you know, I'm I'm a Phantom Hourglass. Um. Actually, the world I'll say is actually surprisingly big. For, yeah, for definitely. the DS, it's 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 big. This game also has a battle mode, which is kind of cool. Um, if you can get a couple, you know, if you can get a couple, <laughs> if you get a couple friends playing together, that's again you gotta have you gotta have friends who have have your DS and uh, and Phantom Hourglass because I don't know, uh, you know, on the DS they had that thing where you could link play. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense that you should be able to do it. I don't know a hundred percent if you could or not. Um, so, you know, give us a comment and tell us whether or not. Yeah. Let us know. Um, but I don't think you could, but nonetheless, coming in at number 13, we have the legend of Zelda Oracle of ages and seasons. Okay, so Oracle of Ages and Seasons came out in 2001. They were kind of meant as a swan song for the Game Boy Color, which was so great. Tiffany, what color Game Boy Color did you have? I had lime green. Oh, I mean, I really want the lime green. It I was had, great. <laughs> I had, um, actually, my Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, and GameCube, I all had purple. That's pretty great. Yeah, had purple. Um, I don't know. I just liked it. Um, now, I will say I, I specifically played Ages more than I played Seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, really, it's kind of pick which one you like better. I think most people will say, though, that Seasons is better than Ages. Uh, and I tell them that they're wrong. 
Uh, but, <laughs> but it doesn't really matter. They're roughly the same game. But one of the cool things about this is that Nintendo decided to go the Pokemon route where you really need to kind of buy both. Um, and each game has its own little story. Um, it has some really cool mechanics, though. Like in Seasons, you get the Staff of Seasons, and it kind of works like Chrono Trigger where um, you, I guess, theoretically have time control. Um, so there'll be like a cave, right? And like the cave will be covered with leaves, but then you go to like in the fall, but then you go to the summer and it's like the leaves are gone. Or you like, you know, you have like snow and you can like get through stuff because there's like snow, yeah. um, which is cool. And age is the same thing, but it's like you go back and forth in time. But it's not as drastic as Ocarina of Time. <laughs> but throw uh, off everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With, you know, this game, uh, has time control but it doesn't seem to split the timeline like 30 different ways maybe because it doesn't <laughs> maybe because maybe because either of them don't t- take place in hyrule um, mm. oh there you go yeah but uh, the cool thing about this is that when you beat the game you get a password that you carry on to the next game and then you actually kind of get a more you really kind of get like a third game um which is like a linked you know pun intended um (laughs) you get like a linked game and then you get like a more central storyline which is cool and there's also some really cool like just odd um things in this game like there's some special dungeons and stuff like that if you're playing the linked game like there's one where you have to like rescue zelda and it's like an old like old school donkey kong like donkey kong arcade type um like game and so it's just cool Uh, (laughs) yeah it's just cool you know nintendo uh they tried things. Um, actually, Capcom developed this. Capcom developed uh, a couple of the handheld games. Um, so. There he is. There he is. Uh, so, uh, a note to our listeners. Uh, I have a dog who freaks out at all sounds, so get used to it. <laughs> yeah, Fozzie. He's, he, he's a regular on the show. He is. He's literally a regular. <laughs> he's a regular on the show, but yeah, so... Um, Oracle of Seasons and Ages, um, you know, if they weren't Zelda games, I would say they were hidden gems mm. for the Game Boy. Um, there's actually another game I'll say that I'll actually say the same thing about. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I think these are kind of the two that people kind of skip over. And if you're really, if you're, if you're kind of the people who are like, oh, I want to sit and play through them all. I think these are the kind of ones that I, I feel like it's probably like the least played Zelda games just because you kind of needed yeah. to buy two, but yeah, it's really cool. Um, there's also some, uh, another interesting mechanic was that this game has like an advanced shop. So if you're playing it on a Game Boy Advance, because this was coming out as the color was, you know, dying off, mm-hmm. um, you can unlock like special stuff by playing it on the Game Boy Advance, which is cool because not only, you know, do you need to buy both games, you should also go buy a Game Boy Advance. So you know, <laughs> that's just <laughs> buy more stuff. <laughs> yeah. And convince your friends to buy Game Boy Advances. That way you can all play four swords together. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. So okay. Coming in at number twelve, we have The Legend of Zelda, the Minish Cat. Also developed by Capcom. Uh came out in two thousand and five towards the end of the Game Boy Advances life cycle. Um, so kind of a lot of parallels here to the Oracle games. But uh, the thing that's cool about this game is that this game features the Picori, um, and it's all about the story of how Link gets his hat, which is interesting. And yeah. uh, at one point was the first game in the series in the timeline. Um, but Ooh. every Zelda game, essentially pretty much every Zelda game, you're traveling between two kind of worlds, whether it's light and dark, light and shadow, 
um, time, um, whatever, this game actually has you travel between size. So you go from like big to small. And when you go small, you can actually like go through like logs and stuff like that. And it's just kind of a cool different way, different yeah. take on, um, on Zelda. And it's just really cool. Again, you're dealing with Vati. Um, this is where Vati appears for the first time. Um, well, I guess uh, in the timeline, this is where he appears. In the there first you time, he, he would have he would have actually appeared, but but it's where he appears for the first time. Um, again, this one had another cool uh, special Game Boy, um, the Game Boy Advance SP. It's just gold and has the Triforce symbol on it. But it's so cool. It's so cool. The Game Boy Advance SP is still what everybody says you should get if you want to play Game Boy Advance. Because compared to the other Game Boy Advance, you know this one has a backlight. Um, I gotta look this up. <clears throat> did you have a Game Boy Advance SP? I didn't I didn't I didn't have an what's the SP part mean? The Game Boy Advance SP is the one that folds. No. Didn't you had the just no, had the regular I had yeah. the I had the purple I think it was purple. Just the regular like flat out one. Okay, yeah. See, uh, towards the end they released, you know, Nintendo, they always release re- revisions and stuff. So they released the Game yeah. Boy Advance SP. And it's basically just the Game Boy Advance, but it like folds. I'm looking um, at it. It's yeah. beautiful. It's so cool. And it has a backlight, which was huge, right? So you didn't have that to get is any, huge. Yeah. Didn't have to get any of those things. Yeah. So people still collect them hardcore today. Um, you can actually get them pretty cheap because they made a ton of them. You can get them for like 25 bucks. And can it's actually you? not a bad, it's, yeah, it's not a bad way to go. Um, and it had a rechargeable battery. Uh, huge. What? Uh, what? Yeah. Oh, God. I <laughs> totally. Tiffany's like, well, I'm gonna have to go get one. I'm gonna have to like do that, and I'm not. I'm looking it up right now because remember, our, I wasted so many batteries as a kid. Yeah, um, oh, this would have been so clutch. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Super. Yeah. Super cool. I got one specifically for Mario and Luigi uh, Superstar Saga, which actually just got remade for the 3DS. Um, oh. But yeah, I got one right once they came out. They're super cool. I do not know, however, if you can play regular Game Boy games on it. Um, Mm. Like you can on the Game Boy Advance. I'm not 100% sure. I know that sounds like a dumb thing to say, but I kind of don't think you can. That'd be so strange, though. Yeah, I know. I but I because like I know on the on the DS like the DS Lite and stuff. I don't Mm -hmm. think you can. Oh, I forgot. There was another Game Boy that came out. The Game Boy Micro. I forgot about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about the micro. The micro is like, it's super bizarre, but people love it. They are hardcore. I think they those are, are like super cheap though, right? Yeah, they're really cheap. Yeah, I think I got one for my sister. And they have, <clears throat> they, have fa- they have face plates, which is cool, which everybody really likes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to do it. We'll maybe just dive into some of Nintendo hardware in another. Dude, yeah, I'm 100% down. I'm looking on eBay right now. They're about an average of like 40 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Is that Which, just is that specifically the Zelda one, or is that just Game no, Boy that's, Advance? That's just the uh, the SP that you were telling me about. Yeah, people like them. They're collectors. Collectors are buying one. I think I have one. Uh, so I think do I have, you like, really? Just, I have the stock silver one. Yeah. So I don't know where some of my stuff went, but I do have my original Game Boy. I I actually I do have I have my original Game Boy too. Big brick. <laughs> Big old brick. Big old brick. Um. Okay. Let's move on to number eleven. Zelda 2 Link's Adventure. Or Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link. Uh, however you want to 
However you want to say it, let me just go ahead and say this. It is quite an adventure. Your um, voice just got real sensual when you introduced that game. <laughs> it did. Let me cough. Did. Clear, let me cough and clear my throat before I, Get ready for this. Before I speak about this masterpiece. Okay. <laughs> Released in December, released December first, nineteen eighty-eight, the year of me, um, <laughs> which and is, me, <laughs> yeah, and Tiffany. Okay, <laughs> but it was also the year of this game, at least in the United States. And man, is this game great! I know um, a lot of people don't like it because they feel it's weird and it's different. But I will say this: this was the first Zelda game I ever played. This was one of the first video games I ever played. Um, That's special. Man, it is special and it is it is an adventure you know i uh it's just the land it just the way when you when you leave when you first leave the the castle and you get to this open world um because of the way it's like scaled as opposed to like say the original um you know the world seems enormous right mm-hmm. and like you and monsters can come attack you um and stuff like that uh this game just feels huge it it, it feels like an adventure um, introduce a, so many huge mechanics that are still used today. Um, each of the towns in this game um, was what was used for Ocarina of Time, the sages. That's where they come from. I love uh, it. The, I love the soundtrack in this game. I love the temple theme, which was later in Smash Brothers, which is like, you know, one of it, that's like a staple stage in Smash Brothers, you know, at least mm-hmm. when it came out in Melee. Um, <clears throat> But it's really cool. This game has spells. Um, actually, kind of has a level up um, mechanic where you get like power, you know, by killing things, experience points. Uh, you get the fairy power, which will let you like turn into a fairy, and you can like go through locked doors, stuff like that. You get link or the fire, excuse me, fire power. You can shoot fireballs. You get like a reflect spell. You get thunder. It's just so cool. So it's many cool. different, yeah. So many cool. So cool. So many different mechanics. And man, the boss fights are hard in this game because it's like a side, <laughs> it's like a side-scrolling game. Uh, this game yeah. introduces Dark Link, and the Dark Link battle is tough. Dark Link battles are always tough, but I yeah. like like I haven't played this one, so I can't even imagine playing. Oh, it's, he basically mirrors whatever you do, right? Right, hundred like percent, whatever you do. So it's it's tough. This game also uh, this game also introduced the like jump the jump down attack. Which is like huge. I mean, right? oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that was this <laughs> game. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, uh, you actually you still got like the sword beam, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like on the so you know you're just like firing it straight in front of you. It's so cool. It's my favorite Zelda game. Uh, Hyrule just feels enormous in this game. I don't really know what else to say about it. I do not, however, have my original cart. Um, we had talked about this before, uh, mm-hmm. you know, my house, bur- like my house burnt down when I was like nine or 10. Um, so I lost a lot of my stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, lost this. I do still have my original game boy. Um, and I actually still have another Zelda game. Remind me when we get to it, uh, to talk about that. Um, it's probably, I think it's my second or third favorite Zelda game. I think I have it listed as my third. So the people who have listened to that podcast will know, mm-hmm. but yeah, the adventure of link. What, I mean, what are your thoughts on it, Tiffany? I just wish I would have yeah, had the opportunity to play it. Yeah, because it's like on the an, NES. Yeah, if you didn't. Yeah. And I think uh, I have a Super NES and, you know, like a 64. Right. My GameCube was stolen. So yeah. I have a Wii and a Switch. So I, uh, I honestly think that I, I think I 
gave my NES to a friend yeah. because they didn't have one and I had a Super NES. So I think, you know, young Tiffany was very kind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think that's what happened to it. But I mean, if I, I just would love to play this. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can get it on just about anything in virtual console, or you can just emulate it for free. I can show you how to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. This time we get together, let's just <laughs> emulate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super easy. But, but and then uh, you mentioning like how hard Dark Link is. I think oh, it's um, people who like I don't I know. Think I, it's, guess, I think it's I think it's the hardest Dark Link fight in the series. And 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 I would completely believe you because I feel like people really underestimate the like the older games like yeah i feel like video games used to be a lot harder (laughs) yeah this uh and i'm not just this is probably the most difficult zelda game i think that's i think that's probably a fair statement i mean with the exception maybe of like breath of the wild i mean because you can kind of make it however hard you want Um, yeah that's true and some of the other newer 3d ones Mm -hmm. but uh yeah this game this game's hard which is good So okay, it, it, it didn't have a save feature either. Yeah, it did right. It did have it a save did. feature. It did oh, have okay. Yeah. Well, that's lucky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you had to. Yeah, you had to have a save a save feature. Okay. Okay. Now we're at our top ten. So top 10. coming in at number ten. The Legend of Zelda: A Link Between. Um, which I think Tiffany's actually replaying right now. I am. I just started it uh, yesterday. Yeah, The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds came out in 2013. Um, You know, so many people had been asking for this game for Mm -hmm. so long. Um, Everybody, you know, especially once we got to the 3D games, um, you know, the 64, everyone was saying, man, I really want like a new 2D Zelda game. Um, And we kind of got one with um, Minish Cap, um, the Minish Cap was the last like overhead 2D Zelda game until this. Mm. Um, now I know we'll go ahead and get the criticism out of the way. I know some people criticize this game because the dungeons they don't feel are hard, and you can just go rent items. But I think yeah. that the, what they were trying to do was say we kind of want to make it like you know the original where you can just go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a cool way. That's a cool way to do it. Um, I think the low rule, high rule mechanic is cool. I think that plays out really well in the story um you know low rule had their own triforce but it got corrupted and that's kind of how their world is what it is um and then ravio you know like the alternate link and hilda i just think it's i just think it's cool i think it's a cool idea the going between like the walls is kind of cool yeah and i actually forgot a lot of like because it's been so long since i played it um i forgot a lot of like the little things about the game and i was like oh Link was like a blacksmith apprentice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was really, I mean, that's kind of different for him. So yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, there was another, there's a real yes for this 3ds XL where it's, this one's really cool. Cause it's gold, you know, just like the other ones, but on the, on the bottom side, it's black. Ooh. So if you like fold it out and you were to look at like the backside of it, the yeah. top side is, you know, a triforce and the bottom side is a triforce, but they're, you know, like mirrored. So it like, mirrors the like triforce on like the cover right with a like the yeah light and dark triforce which is just cool you know it's small just little attention to detail stuff like that which makes these games so great yeah. um if this is a different zelda game um i just think like the idea of renting 
renting items. They just wanted to try something different. Yeah. Um, which is just cool. And you, but there's, this game has a lot of throwbacks to other games in the series, which is really cool. Like the milk bar plays like a really cool version of like the Skyward Swords theme. Um, a lot of, there's a theory that is like the old guy who like teaches you how to fight is the link from a link to the past. I love uh, that theory. Yeah. We got to dive into that. We, one. Yeah, we do have to dive into that one. Uh, it's just cool. Um, this game, this game takes place, you know, like a hundred years after, a link to the past. Um, and it's just cool. So I think that the people who really loved a link to the past and were like, they were like the diehard people, the people who argue it's the best game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this was really Nintendo coming around and saying, Hey, this is for you. Um, so, yep. yeah. So, okay. Coming in at number nine. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. It's so good. It's so so damn good. (laughs) So Skyward Sword uh, was a 25th anniversary of Zelda game. And it came out in 2011 on the Wii. Um, So coming out on the Wii, we all know that the Wii uses motion. And so a lot of the features of this game have to do with like your wrist motion with your sword or rolling. Um, So that was kind of a feature where they really wanted to take what the Wii could do and -hmm. put it into one of their best games that Nintendo had ever created. So, and that kind of didn't work well with a lot of people. Right. I'm actually listening to uh, another podcast and they're going through every single game but starting with the timeline. Ooh, so this is the one they're on. What's that? That would be a cool, that'd be a cool way to do it. Play. It oh yeah. Timeline. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really awesome. So I, I, I really enjoy listening to them. Um, and, uh, the one girl on there, she's, this is like her first games that she's played. And she said that she had, to, she got so frustrated. She had to walk away from it. And I'm like, I feel you yeah. because I had to walk away from it a few times too. Oh yeah. But other than that, this yeah. game is amazing. Is amazing. Um, the thing I'll say about this game, first and foremost, the, I think the most difficult part for me with this game is pressing the start button because God, Ballad of the Goddess is just like the best damn intro ever you could <laughs> ever want. It's so good. The soundtrack in this game, the presentation in this game, I is it's 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 up there in terms of. In terms of Zelda, I love the like, what do you call it? Like the water brush, yeah, art, art style. Mm-hmm. Um, the soundtrack is phenomenal in this game. The story, yeah, I mean, the story. Yeah. This is one of the. This is where you kind of get this like, we don't we don't always get this like romantic involvement between Link and Zelda, and this game mm-hmm. kind of has it, which is cool. And I actually really like the Zelda in this game. Yeah, um, yeah. So do I, because she's, she's like she's like a chill, real girl. Yeah, she's yeah. not like. Uh, I'm a like, princess and I have to be that. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's cool. Um, I actually like the loft wing. I think it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, if this game, I mean, we, you know, you and I have talked about this before. If this game, if they re-release this game and you yes. like say didn't have to use motion controls, who man, I'd be so down like immediately. Who, I would buy you know, it. It'd be top three. I think. Oh I think, yeah. It, I think it could edge out some games. Yeah. Um, and could you think of a better 
story for the origin story. No, like it's phenomenal. It's like so it's good. it's just perfect. Like this is the origin story that everyone was looking for, and they completely delivered on it. So, oh yeah, I, absolutely. Honestly, I, it might be. I'd say it's probably the second best Zelda story. Um, I just love it. Yeah, it's 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 so good. It's phenomenal. Um, again, really, it just comes down to motion controls. That is it, all. It really does. Yeah, it's all this game comes down to. It has really interesting dungeons. Um, has really cool mechanics. Um, if you get a chance, you should look up footage of people playing this on the Dolphin emulator, which is like a GameCube and Wii emulator. And because of that, you can like play it in like much higher resolutions. Mm-hmm. So you can like, there's a 4K footage of people playing it. Oh, and, 4K. Oh my, I bet that's uh, awesome to look oh at. Oh my it. <laughs> god, it's 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 absolutely gorgeous. Um, but yeah. you know, this is the this is like the story of like you know the Master Sword, which mm-hmm. is cool, you know. Yeah. Um, I know some people didn't like Fee as a companion, but nah, it is. she kind of guided you maybe a little yeah. too much. Yeah, I think that that's that's another criticism that the game had that uh, Fee or Fi, whatever, yeah. Fi Fo Fum, whatever you want to call yep. her. <laughs> um, <laughs> she uh, she really gave you uh, a lot of guidance, so that kind of took out like the the adventurous aspect of it for some people, but. Yeah. You know, and I whatever. Think, I think I think demise. You know, like demise is a cool, like that's the other mechanic. Is you know, is he's he's a he. I I like demise as as a villain. It's a you know, as a much more like oh, this is like why we get Ganon down the mm-hmm. road. Yeah. And I just think it's cool. Every it's this game is more about like goddesses and stuff like that. So it's not just like the origin story of Hyrule. It's like the origin story of like the sages and you know like this revolving wheel that is the legend of Zelda. And I just think, right. I think it's really cool. I think it's gorgeous. I think you should play it. I think you should, <laughs> if you're, if you're somebody who's not played it because you're like, I just don't deal with control. Just deal with it. It's worth it. It, <laughs> it's, it, worth it. it's absolutely worth it. And then pen a nice note to, to Nintendo and say, dear Nintendo, we would like you to bring this game back without the motion controls. <laughs> yes, please do so. Um, fun fact. Did you know that, you know, the loft wings, they look a little crazy. They're like mirrored after real birds. Oh, I believe it. Like the only thing that's different, I guess, is their tail. And I can't remember what the name of the bird is, but they're mirrored after real birds. Oh, I believe it. Nintendo, Nintendo bases a lot of their stuff on, on like real animals and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I believe it is. It is called the shoe bill. I'm looking it up right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's an actual bird. Uh, it's found in like Af- like one little part of Africa. I have to look it up again too because it's just so funny because you're like, oh, this is this is it. This is this bird. Which, of course, you know, see, Nintendo dives into this stuff. You know, like Africa is where a lot of people think, like as far as like evolution theory goes, is like where we would have came from. So that would mm-hmm. kind of theoretically be, oh, well, it's human origins, Zelda origins. It's just, an, it's just, it's just the stuff Nintendo like. That's awesome. It's the, it's the attention to detail they take and where so, they yeah. inspirations from. Look up the shoe bill and then side by side picture it with a loft wing, and you're gonna be like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then go play. And Skyward then go play, yeah. <laughs> and then go play Skyward Sword. Um, but okay, you know, we have another kind of controversial game coming up. We do indeed. Number eight. The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. So this came out on uh, 
GameCube in 2003. Mm-hmm. And I think I said before, I was late to the party with this game. But yeah. um, so I played this my freshman year of college, which would have been fall of 2006. So I was about three years late on this. <sighs> Cell shading, man. It made a lot of people mad. <laughs> it did. And so the only cri- there's two criticisms I think people have of this game. And most of them have to do with when it came out. Because everybody wanted what we got later. And, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, no. I mean, now you can just play it for what it is. And I mm-hmm. think that the game's a lot better. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. I mean, once you get into it, like, I hated that cell shading at first. But once I played the game, I was like, this is a great game. It is. Like, you just and have to get past the way that it that it yeah, looks. And you don't even have to play the GameCube version anymore. You can go play the mm-hmm. Wii U version, which is absolutely gorgeous. I still have a hard time deciding if it if it is the most beautiful Zelda game or not. The the Wii U version of Wind Waker is utterly stunning. I got to look up like a screenshot of that. Oh, you just you just need to look up gameplay footage of it. Gameplay footage, okay. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, but, but like as time time goes by, like people come around to it since people yeah, got sure. what they wanted. They're like, oh, yeah. well, maybe this isn't so bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, this game, um, I actually really like sailing around. I think it's just cool. Mm. I think it's just it's interesting. It's a it's a different dynamic um, because every Zelda game up to this point is, OK, you're just walking around Hyrule or you're riding a horse around Hyrule. And so like, hey, let's try something different. Um, mm-hmm. This game also has the most epic boss battle. I mean, Dude. the most where Link just flat out stabs Ganon right in the face. Right in the face. Right in the face. You know, this game also <laughs> has uh, one of my one of my favorite Zeldas. Oh, Tetra. Tetra. She's so Tetra. Cool. She's, she's so cool. She's. I think I said this last. Time. She's a badass. Like she is. She is. Yeah, and I Tetra's love her great. for that. Yeah, Tetra's. Yeah, Tetra's great. Um. Did you you play this on the Wii, right? Uh, yeah. So actually, I started it on the GameCube. Okay. Um, like late, like 2012 or 2013 or something, and I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll finally get into. I just never, I never owned it. Um, Mm -hmm. on GameCube, and so, um, yeah, so I, you know, I collect video games. So I was like, okay, I'll finally get around to playing this. And uh, then like I was, I got through the first dungeon, right? Like the prison. Um, yeah. And I was watching like a Nintendo Direct. And they were like, oh, hey, we're going to remake Wind Waker for the Wii U. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to wait. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I bought it like right once it came out and uh, yeah, played through it. Oh, my God. Love the Wii U version. Um, yeah. It's just it's you, Do you sail faster? You, you said, I think you said yeah, that you can. Before. Yep. Yeah, you can get an item later that lets you sail uh, faster so you don't have to. Don't have to deal with that. Um, unfortunately, the Wii U version does not have the sweet, the tingle tuner. Uh, just pretty cool. <laughs> Tingle, shout out to Tingle. Shout out to Tingle. <laughs> um, but the Wii U version actually has some pretty cool stuff. So mm-hmm. because of Miiverse, um, yeah, you can like drop uh, like bottles, you know, like like floating around the sea, and like people yeah. can find them, and they'll leave like hints and stuff. Like people said, shut like, up. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> it's. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, the Wii U version also, like, you can have – it's – what's really nice is I play using the Pro Controller, but then I have the tablet set next to me, and so I can, like, pull up the map without, like, pausing the game. 
Mm. And you can like do you can item swap without like pausing the game. So you don't that's, have that's yeah, cool. and so you can just use a tablet for like item management, and it's so it makes the game so much faster. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a lot of it's it's really cool. Um, it's I think it's the best way to play it. But yeah, you know, I just man, I just really like this game. Um, you get I really yeah. like I really like the uh like the grappling hook. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a really cool item. Um, you know, the boomerang stuff like that. Um, I will say sometimes in this game, I do feel like you get to the point where like I have no idea what I should be doing. <laughs> I yeah. can feel that. Uh, I get that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of my problem. I mean, that's. Some Zelda games, that's how it is. But this game, I feel like more than any, I was like, uh, what am I supposed to be doing again? And like, you know what? I I, th- uh, I talked to you about this a little bit before, but like when I played this game, I felt like that. So I bought the guide. Yeah. And so my roommate and I were sitting there. She would... Stacy Tess. Give her Stacey, a shout out. Yeah. Shout out to <laughs> Stacy Tess. We beat this game together. It was a team effort. She would read the guide to me and I would play... And that's how we beat the game. Like every day for, you know, I don't know how long when we could, we would sit down literally in front of my little TV in our dorm room and we would play this together together and we would just tag teamed it until we beat it. Yeah. It's cool. Um, I'm gonna, yeah. We're, we're going to have to tag her in like a Facebook post and be like, hey, she's, she's going to be, uh, she's going to be like, oh, uh, what? Like, so she better remember this fond memory of mine, <laughs> of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm selfish. Yeah. What can I say? That's, no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, Wind Waker. Um, yeah, I would recommend if you're going to play it. I would mm. recommend getting the Wii U version. I think it's just a lot better. Um, yeah. But the GameCube version is great as well. Yeah. But yeah, I, I again, I think the criticisms for this game were when it came out because you know, have you seen the tech demo for the GameCube? No. Okay. Did you see the tech demo for the Wii? The Wii U. Excuse me. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you should look those up. Okay. Um, so the tech demo for the GameCube. So when they were announcing it at E3 or maybe it was Tokyo Game Show, um, they showed this tech demo and it was like the link from like, um, you know, like Ocarina of Time fighting Ganon. And it's like, you know, 3D and it's like, you know, much higher resolution and it looks really cool. And so everybody thought, oh, that's what we're going to get. Oh, yeah that's why they were so angry that's why they were so angry yeah so i didn't get into watching like e3s until honestly like a couple of years ago yeah because i really didn't know that they existed yeah you should yeah you should look up that you should look up and then look up the tech demo for wii u because the tech demo for the wii u again was a zelda tech demo and it was like sweet when it came out it's like link fighting this like huge spider and it just looks really good and again it looks like the link from uh, you know, it's just like an adult link. Um, yeah. looks really cool. And you know, that looks like, Oh, that would have been a really interesting game. And of course it was just like a tech demo and it never came. Of anything. Yeah. But yeah. So that's what everybody thought they were going to get. And then people wanted that adult link real bad. Yeah. They wanted that adult link and like a really adult, um, story. So, yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead and talk about number seven. The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Hey, sounds like everybody finally got that adult Link game there. Oh, hey, fan service. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. It's a great game. It's a great game. So this one came out both on GameCube and on Wii in 2006. Mm -hmm. And I had mine on GameCube. And I had mine on Wii. Yeah. And I, um, yeah, I didn't get a Wii till way later. So this is exactly 
they tried to give the fans what they were asking for. So it was after Wind Waker, they went dark, gritty, adult Link. Mm-hmm. And um, so it kind of cast Link into kind of like this desperate uh, version of Hyrule that's been uh, that's being absorbed. I apologize for by the Twilight Realm. Yeah, and so like Link is even being affected, and then he's able to transform it into Wolf Link, and he goes into this altered alternate dimension, and it's really central to the story. And yeah. going through these dungeons. These are some of the hardest dungeons, yeah. I believe, yeah, oh, absolutely. In all the games, out of all the games, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this game also has the best companion in Midna. Um, She's a boss. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about this game, I just didn't really like playing as Wolf Link. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, this game's great. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would have this as their number one. Oh um, yeah. So there's actually three different versions of this game. There's the GameCube version, which I think most people consider like the proper version. There is the Wii version, which is actually like completely flipped, um, oddly enough. Uh, so because when you play the Wii version, Link is right-handed because Nintendo oh, said, yeah. oh, if, if they're going to be using the Wii, it would be, make more sense for most people are right-handed. So most Link's people, right-handed. Yeah. yeah, so the game's just mirrored, which is kind yeah. of which is kind of interesting. And now there's the Wii U version, which I think um, you can play however you want. That's um, cool. Which is and cool. And it's in HD. And it's in HD. Um, I will say this. So the Wind Waker is like a re... I almost want to say it's a remake. Um, it's like new graphics, whereas this is like an HD upscale. Like we kind of mm-hmm. we get like the like all the remasters and stuff. Yeah. Um, so this, so like Wind Waker looks a lot better because it's like different graphics, um, whereas this is just a remaster. I mean, okay. it's still the it still looks really good, right? Um, still looks really, yeah, still looks really good. Uh, yeah, it, it's a great way to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Twilight Princess, uh, man, it just has some of the it has some really interesting. The thing I really liked about this game is when you got like the different tunics, they actually looked different they were just like oh right. blue tunic and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that um i really liked that uh i really liked like the whistle i always thought that was kind of cool you know like mm-hmm. the whistle to get um you know opponent uh i also i think this game has a really good supporting cast in okay. it um you know like the from ordon village uh mm-hmm. the little kids i can't the think kids of yeah i, can't I don't know i don't remember their names. i don't either. remember their names yeah but i just thought it was kind of a cool it was kind of a cool like supporting cast and, stuff like that. and you get opponent mm-hmm. right out the gate yeah which is cool. Um, and I just, and like you had a, you had a really busy like Hyrule castle or you yeah. know, castle town, which is yeah. cool. I love that. Like I love castle town. Yep. In any of the games. It's yeah. just so fun. And the shadow realm or the, or the twilight realm, excuse me. Right. Yeah. Um, it, which is cool. I mean, they like the idea that like the sages like sentence Ganondorf to death, uh, you know, like it's, is cool. And then Zant is a really, I think is a, is a cool, is a he's, cool he was strange. The first time I saw him, I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And this game right out the gate, you know, like when you like the opening cutscene, um, man, it's just really epic. You got like the, you know, the bridge and mm-hmm. like they, I think, I think they, they to give people based upon like people not liking Wood Waker because of just the direction they went. Yeah. 
Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that, yeah, that's, that's why, that's why Twilight Princess is what it is. It's like they, mm-hmm. they said, oh, you want a dark Zelda game? Well, you're going to get one. You're going to get a real dark one because <laughs> there's no light. In the Twilight <clears throat> yeah, there's none. There's none, but yeah. But you, uh, but you know what? And I think that's why a lot of people will say, no, this is number one. This is what we've wanted. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think, yeah. I like, yeah, I think and, any really any of these top ten, I think, oh, you yeah. can really make an argument for number one, just because it really comes down a lot to personal preference. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this was a lot of people's first Zelda game, and uh, you know, I think, I I think that's why I like it. This was actually one of my first, I would say, my first like non multiplayer Zelda games in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I went I went a pretty big stretch without playing like a a big main 3D because I didn't play Wind Waker until way late. Right. So, so I was, I was, I was play, I played on 64 and I didn't play till Wii. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's a pretty lengthy time. Yeah. So, well, I guess, I mean, I played, uh, four swords and stuff, but not, you know, like a big main 3D Zelda game. So, right. Yeah. So, okay. Now let's go ahead and jump into number six. The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. So this is actually the game I'd mentioned earlier when my house burnt down. I actually still have my original cart. It is really old, and the save battery still works. Nice. Um, I know. And if the save battery breaks, I will figure out how to replace it because I know you can do that online rather than go buy a new cartridge. Um, That's cool. Yeah, they make. Yeah, uh, you, there's like videos on YouTube of how to how to redo it. But okay. So this game uh, came out in 1993 in the United States. This game uh, was the first handheld Zelda game, first first mobile game. Nice, um, if you want to call it that. Uh, really cool. You're dealing with you're on like an island. Um, you're on Koholt Island, I should say, and uh, you're in like this dream world. You have like the windfish. You go to like the tall, tall mountain range. You have to fight, um, and it's just cool. And it's kind of actually a dark Zelda game because at the end you kind of realize in order to like save everyone, this Island and all of its inhabitants are going to disappear because they're like kind of link in Link's dream. Yeah. Which is, it's just, just, (laughs) yeah, it's just, yeah, it's an interesting, it's just like an interesting, uh, an interesting take. Um, there is like a perfect ending though, um, where you realize that, Oh, Hey, maybe they were like birds or something. Um, like you see Marin, who's like this girl, you kind of a friend, she like finds you on this Island. You like you, the game starts and you're like, you are like you washed up on this island. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this girl Marin, she comes, wakes you up, she kind of looks like Zelda. Um, and so you end up seeing her as like a bird. There's actually two versions of this game. There's the original Game Boy version, and they reaped it for the game color. Um, and it's called the DX remake. There were a handful of those games. Um, there's not really that big of a difference between the two, um, except that the DX um version. I guess you could say has like slightly better graphics um, because if you were to play like a regular Game Boy game on Game Boy Color, normally it'll just put in a color like red or blue or green. Yeah. Whereas if you get the Game Boy Color version, it actually you know uses all of the colors, which is okay. cool. Um. So yeah, it uses um it uses kind of like the a link to the past engine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's handheld and it's just, it's a great, it's a great game. Um, you get an ocarina, which is cool. Uh, you know, everybody's all about that. Um, 
has some really interesting dungeons, actually, I'll say. And this game also has some really weird references to other, like, Nintendo stuff. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, a Yoshi doll. There is... I love it. ...a guy who looks like Luigi. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, there is... There's, like, Chain Chomps and stuff like that. There's, like, a Boo. It, um, you know, it's just it's just cool. There's, like, a Piranha Plant and stuff like that, so... I love but, it when they... I love it when they put little Easter eggs in games for you. Like, that's... Yeah. That's just one of the greatest parts. Yeah, and that's kind of what this Zelda game is. Um, but I mean, I know a lot of people who love it because it was the first one they played. Maybe they played it on Game Boy. They could like take it to school with them or whatever. You know, play yeah. with a bus. So it was, you know, a lot of people. Maybe they were like, oh, I don't can't sit down and play a console. So a lot of people bought the Game Boy because they wanted to be able to play mm-hmm. um, on the go. You know, I, do you actually do you know the story of how the Game Boy came about? I don't. So, oh god, I'm gonna forget his name right now, and and people are gonna. Um, but I can't remember the guy who created it. But um, he basically he was like a programmer for at Nintendo, and he was on a train, and he saw some guy just like messing around on a calculator, okay. and he thought, oh, how could we make Ugh. video games on the go? And so that was like what that was what like came about. So that's, that's cool. What, yeah, so that's how the Game Boy came around. Yeah, so then you got like, Tetris and Mario, and you know that it took yeah. off. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, so you can that was you can play Zelda on the go, which is what I did. I that's how I played a lot. Was I I played this game on the bus on the way to school. Mm. You know, with using my like eight million batteries. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder what the count is if we could ever know how many oh, batteries God. we use. This game. So, so it's, many. Because so, you had to have four. <laughs> you didn't have to have four until the Game Boy Color came along. Right. Still plow through those. Okay. Yes. So, okay. Now we're at our top five. So coming in at number five. The Legend of Zelda. The OG. The OG. Intri- this game created save batteries. <sighs> thank God for that. Yeah, thank God for that. <laughs> I just remember playing like Mario and not being able to save and hating my life. Yep. <laughs> so this game came out in 1987. Yep. On the NES. Yeah. <sighs> and this was—I didn't even get this one on my first, like my first time around. Like, it took me a while before I actually got this game. Like, oh, yeah. I think the super was the super had been out for a while, and then yeah. I got this game. Yeah, I played, um, the, I played this game and I didn't really understand it. I actually didn't even realize that it was like The Legend of Zelda, like because yeah. I like I, I didn't I didn't put the Adventure of Link and this like together, like thinking oh it's the same mm-hmm. game because I only played it like once at a friend's house and then I played it much later. Yeah, um, yeah. I actually didn't. You know, uh, when I, I played the first time I played Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wait, that's the guy from. Shut up. And that was like when I got it. Oh, oh okay. Like it all, <laughs> it all clicked in my head. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> he's awesome in Smash Brothers. Oh, he's so great. Yeah. I love, yeah. So the Legend of Zelda perfectly blends combat, exploration, puzzles, and puzzle solving and collection mm-hmm. um, in ways that had never been seen in video games before. It truly was like this is the path we're going with video games and everybody followed right after. Um, and it's, and it's literally the blueprint for every other game on our list. Uh, it's literally the blueprint for just about like 
every year, like every game ever. Uh, right. To be completely honest, like action <laughs> yeah. adventure games, role playing games, Ro- RPG games. This RPGs, is RPGs. All this is it. so much of that comes from this. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know something interesting. Uh, so the video game. So in like the eighties, right? You had like Atari, ColecoVision, stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, people kind of forget Nintendo, like Super Mario Brothers was like, you know, the big one, like kind of saved video game. Um, cause this game yeah. came out, this game came out in like, uh, 1986 in Japan, like early 1986. Um, like the video game market was on the verge of like collapsing and Nintendo came out with Super Mario Brothers, like changed everything. And this game was right there with it. Um, so yeah, this game, I mean, I mean, look where it's at now. We're 30 years into Zelda. Um, and it all comes back to this one game. This like, mm-hmm. Hey, go anywhere. Um, and it wasn't, I think the thing is that it, it's simplicity. Yeah. You pick up and you go right. Like so right. many RPGs, especially back then, like you think about like Dungeons and Dragons, they're so lengthy to get into. Right. Yeah. Like it's a lot of pieces and parts. Yeah. This, you can just pick up and go, Hey, I, I want to go here. I want and you had like a map can I like figure out where do I go? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stuff like that. You know, I mean, you can play this game so many different ways. You don't need the sword to beat it. You know, you can, oh, I'll go do this. I'll go do this. I'll go do this. Um, and Which I'll is say, just so crazy awesome. It's so crazy. The thing I'll say about this is that every power-up in this game, more than any in the series, actually, I think feels that much more substantial. Like, mm-hmm. when you get the staff and you can, like, oh, I can shoot magic, or you get the boomerang. The boomerang is huge because you can, like, mm-hmm. freeze enemies. Bombs, like, oh, man. If you ever watch Speedrunners, like, it's all about the bombs. All about the bombs, like, yeah. yeah all I've about noticed bombs. that with speed runs. <laughs> yeah, in this game, it's all about the bombs. Like if you don't if you don't get bomb timing right, like you're you're screwed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you get the different shields, you get the different costumes. You know, it's just it's mm-hmm. unique. It was like no other game was like it when yeah. it came out. And and everybody was playing it. And like kids to adults. And I have to throw this little fun story in there because Zelda literally is all about it's about your story because everybody mm-hmm. has like an emotional attachment. To these games um my mother and father-in-law used to put all their kids to bed and they've yeah. got four of them they would put all the kids to bed and they would sit down and they would play this together almost awesome. every single night and i was like that is just so cool that's awesome yeah so it's um shout out to cheryl you know just, shout out to cheryl shout out share, to cheryl. share bear and tear bear <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, and also this game created lifelong gamers. Oh, absolutely. Like you said, in that critical time within the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of like the best games available for a virtual console. Uh, yeah. Um, and I mean, a lot of, I've seen lists where best video games ever. I mean, people have this as number one. Like, yeah. like it's the best video game ever. And, and rightfully so. We understand. Totally. Yeah. To- totally get the arguments for it. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's out on the uh, NES Classic. That new, it is uh, on the NES Classic. Uh, if, you can, if you can find one of those, um, you can also just get, you. You can get it on literally <laughs> any virtual console. Um, you know uh, how I actually first like really played this game was on Animal Crossing for the GameCube, right. uh, uh, which is weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, so Animal Crossing in the GameCube, you could get like video games, like they had like. Essentially, like you, like you'd win them, like on its special days and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you get like little NESs, and I got this. I got like Legend of Zelda, and so that's I, I, the first time I actually beat the Legend of Zelda was on Animal Crossing. This is just like that's so bizarre. I'm, I'm sure so I'm great. not alone. I'm sure I'm not alone. Though. Leave I'm us sure a comment. Com- <laughs> I'm sure somebody's going to comment and say, "Oh, that's totally how I did it too." <laughs> 
yeah, I think you could get like you'd get like Metroid, Mario. It was like Super Mario Brothers, Metroid, and Legend of Zelda. That might have been it. Or no, Balloon Trip or like Balloon Fight was was one you could get. I don't know what else. Maybe like Excite Bike or something. Excite Bike. Oh god. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, I, I guess the only downfall you could have with this game is if you're frustrated with lack of clues. But yeah. too bad. Yeah. So sad. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you just didn't really realize where to go. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then you, like you said, first battery save game. Yep, first battery save game. Mm-hmm. That's why it's number five. And again, anything really in the top five, I see the, everyone's argument for being number one. Oh, yeah. So, okay, now let's go ahead and move on to number four. The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Nintendo 64, the year 2000. Yep. So this is a straightforward follow-up to Ocarina of Time. Yep. Um, it's a little weird. It's, it's it was a little, a little different. <laughs> is a little different. You know, uh, I was thinking about this actually as I was I was driving home from work today. I'm um, getting ready mm-hmm. for this. And I was just listening to the intro music to all the Zelda games. Getting pumped. I getting, see it. Getting pumped. And, you know, one thing I t- we, we've talked about before, we want to do a lot of Zelda theories. And there's the one about Is Link Dead in this. Mm-hmm. And as I'm looking at these Zelda, the look at the box art for this game. I'm going to pull it up. I think the box art for this game, more than anything, speaks exactly what it is. You have Zelda in purple, which is this is the only game that's in purple. There's actually some theories about that out there, that perhaps the Triforce, the middle piece, is like a missing piece or something. And that Zelda is actually about four colors. Like a lot of people think red, green, blue, but there's actually this fourth color, purple, which shows up every now and then. But the thing I kind of noticed the most is that when you listen to the soundtrack in this game, right, you know, it's chill. It's like, okay, this is kind of happy-go-lucky. But if you look at the cover, right, you've got like, Majora's Mask itself behind the Zelda. And on one side, it's kind of light. And then behind it, it's kind of dark. And I think that's kind of what this game is. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like on the surface, it's like, oh, okay, you know, this is like a happy-go-lucky game. You could be a Goron. You can be a, a, a Zora, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like the happy mask salesman, right? But there is this, this mysterious like kind of darkness. Yeah. This undercurrent of darkness that's mm-hmm. underneath it and i think when you think about like the fact that oh yeah like i'm running around having fun but like this world's gonna end <laughs> yeah so the moon <laughs> is falling <laughs> yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like this game like when you really think about it like this game's messed up <laughs> this game is messed up this game's and dark. we love it <laughs> we do we love it yeah so it's super unorthodox as far as like Zelda series go. Um, But the same like core controls as Ocarina of Time, they were Mm -hmm. there. So I think that's what a lot of people liked. It focused a lot on music, which which everybody really liked. Um, And then we get into this world, Termina. And Termina is under impending doom. This moon with a really gross smile is falling. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I really liked going into um the observatory and just oh, like looking yeah. at the moon. Yeah. Check out the the moon. yeah. And like, I will say this. The th- have you played the 3DS version? Yes, I think you have, yes. right? Yeah. Oh man, the 3DS version is so good. It's so cool. So beautiful. Yeah. It's so great. Um so the game is dark. It's peculiar, but it's brilliant. That I mean is. 
Um, it needed that expansion pack for the N64. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was remastered, like you said, for the 3DS in 2015. Yep. Um, but honestly, I could, like, especially with your Bomber's Notebook, you could spend most of your three days that you had to complete the mission just running around, doing these little side quests, staying, hanging out in Clocktown. Like, it was just great. Absolutely. You know, uh, the really cool thing about the story about this game is that Nintendo, so they said, hey, we kind of need this game, like, as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they didn't have a lot of time. And so that's kind of where they went with the stories. They're like, well, let's, what if we made a game about the fact that we don't have a lot of time? Um, so this game was actually developed in like a year, which is just crazy to think. That's about. insane. Yeah, it's crazy. But I mean, obviously it uses a lot of the It same didn't element. change a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't, yeah, yeah. It doesn't change a lot. Um, but it's just kind of cool that that's kind of like the parallel to it. And of course, this takes mm-hmm. place in a parallel world. Right. And so, you know, the other thing I, I was thinking about this the other day too, and I was thinking about Majora's Mask is like, so you have young Link, right? Who would, so right. he goes back in time and they kind of stop Ganon. Yep. But so this would still be happening right in this world, right? You know what I mean? Like, the, like the Termina would still be getting destroyed by the moon. Yeah. And so if Termina is getting destroyed by the moon, isn't that kind of like what would have happened, what happens like in Ocarina of Time? Because like in that game, you have, when Link goes forward in the future, like Hyrule's all destroyed, right? Yeah. So, like, I wonder if. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's a theory out there or not. Dude, I was just kind of thinking about it. You need to like, write that down. I was just kind of thinking about that. I was like, I don't know if anybody's ever just tried, if everyone's really talked about that. Like, maybe, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just saying. I, oh, that's so good. Because the face does kind of look like Ganon. So maybe it's like. This, Moon Ganon. Yeah. Maybe it's. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so maybe it's maybe it's like this like time like something bad's gonna happen no matter what what universe you're in, right? Right. Yeah, well, yeah, what, oh, what world man. what world you're in, yes. Yeah, so I don't know. I just I don't know. I was just thinking about Write it down. Days. We're gonna find yeah. facts so we can prove it. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> That's uh so yeah, great. so much yeah, so much about this game. Um you know, should we talk about some of the masks? Let's talk about the masks. Let's talk about the masks. So you get like your kind of collectible masks where, you know, you can do some fun stuff with them, but they don't really mean a whole lot other than they're cool to collect. And then yeah, you get are. your transformation masks yeah. where you can actually, you know, uh, transform yourself into a Goron or a Zora yeah. or a Deku scrub. Um, so what is your favorite collectible mask? Uh, my favorite collectible mask, it's got to be the blast mask. Just uh, the idea of, <laughs> the idea of turning your face into like a bomb is just so much fun. Once again, uh, this game is weird. And it's dark. weird. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but it's great. Yes, it is. And then my right. favorite transformation mask mm-hmm. has to be the Zora one. Just because I really yeah. just love one. It's cool because you get to play guitar, which is just cool. Um, and yeah. swimming around is like so much fun as Cause you're resort, so fast. swimming in Ocarina of Time is like not, you know, <laughs> at all. Um, and so, yeah. And actually swimming in most of the Zelda games is like not very, it's not fun. great. Yeah. No. You can't even, you can't even swim in Wind Waker, which is like so bizarre. Like <laughs> everything's water, but nah, nah, nah you, you better get, you better get back to that boat. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I just thought it was fun. And I just, I really like the Zora storyline. Like you're, it's a band. It's just weird and yeah. wacky. And I just thought it was fun. So how yeah. about you? 
So my favorite collectible mask is the Great Fairy Mask. Yeah. Um, there's just something about seeing Link dressed up as a sexy Great Fairy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I like how the uh, the fairies will just come right to you. Yeah. Um, and then I also, I know it's not like a mask mask, but I really like the bunny hood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where you can run really fast. Yeah. And then my it's favorite. Cool. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know. And he's so cute as a bunny, right? <laughs> and hey, that, that pops up in Smash Brothers. Oh, cool yeah. Item. Yeah. And then my favorite transformation mask is the Goron mask because I love those drums. Uh-huh. <laughs> they remind me of like the quads in marching band. Yeah. And um, some, Donkey I, Kong, some Donkey Konga action. I know he does look like that. And I love the spikes and rolling really fast yeah. and tearing up like all the grass and yep. you just get all the items like automatically. I th- yeah. I just love that. Yeah, I think I think a, a parallel game, I, or not really a parallel game, but what I kind of describe this game as is, to me, this is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, um, in that, like, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic came out for the Xbox and, like, PC, and it's, like, honestly, probably the best Star Wars game, one of the best RPGs you can ever play, and the first game, like, the story's phenomenal, um, combat is great, and then the second game, they really just pushed, like, gameplay, right so hey let's improve gameplay let's you get more lightsabers stuff like that and that's kind of but the story wasn't as good um and i kind of feel like that's what this game is is this game is for like hey we're just gonna push gameplay like all the stuff we were working on let's just give you um and the story is like well it's okay right it's mostly this game is mostly side story like little mini quests yeah um which is just cool it's a it's a it's a different approach Mm-hmm. Um, and the main story is not really that long, but it's int- it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, Skull Kid. I mean, lo- people love Skull Kid. People love Skull Kid. Yeah, people you're love right. Skull Kid. Yeah. So, I mean, he's easy to he's easy to feel sorry for. Yeah. I mean, especially with some of those like cutscenes, yeah. um, where you get like the backstory. Yep. You can definitely feel for him. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is also a dark game. It is, and this we're going to explore it even further. We are, yeah. We're going, yeah. We're going to take a look at all the theories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, let's go ahead and move into our final <laughs> three game. Coming in at number three, we have the Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. So, coming out in 1992, The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past was a return to the 2D, overhead 2D view, just like we saw in the original. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, I think, were really glad that that had returned. This game, I would say more than any of the other, more than, honestly, most of the before 3D games... I think still holds up the best today. And I think it just has to do with the fact that they use like hand-drawn sprite or just the sprite animation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it still looks good today. Like replaying it, I'm like, man, this game looks good. Um, I know so many people would argue this is number one. This is the favorite. We get um, it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we get it. Yeah, I, yeah, totally, totally get it. But, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of interesting. Um, you know, you got you have like the regular world and the dark world and you kind of get that this was the first game that had it right this is the first game that had that like multi-world story arc which i just mm-hmm. think is cool um 
I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to say about this game because it's so good. It's just like, you know, where where do you go? But, you know, the when you pull the Master Sword out, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, man, you know, this is the first game to have that. This is the first game to have the Master Sword. Um, Which is so, awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Um you know, it's it's a it's a big deal. Uh, this game also has Link with purple hair, which I always just thought was cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you can get this game on. You know, you can go get the Super Nintendo Classic, which just came out. You can get this game on uh, Game Boy Advance uh, mm-hmm. with Legend of Zelda Four Swords, um, or you can you know go find and go find an old SNES cart. Uh, this game also introduced a lot of like you had like the Seal War, you know, the imprisoning war, mm-hmm. um, and it's like a, and it's like a little cutscene there at the beginning, um, which like set up a lot of what the Zelda lore is today. Um, but yeah, I mean, the game starts off and things get real bad real fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, you know, you your uncle says, hey, stay inside, but you say no. And then you go find him. And, hey, Zelda kidnapped. And you like find her right away. And it's like, hey, we need you to go save the world. It's like right off the bat. <laughs> okay. okay, fine. Go yeah. do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't have like a lot of time with this game, but. Um, what I played, I enjoyed. And you know what? Someone, uh, a buddy of mine, his name's Brian. He got me a few years ago. He bought me a super Nintendo and he oh, bought yeah. me some games with it. I got to go open that box. And I want to know if I think this one might be in there. Hold on a second. You have a super Nintendo in a box and you haven't even looked in to see what's in it. It's been a while since I've looked into it. Yes. Okay. We might have to do a podcast where we just do like an unboxing and you say what actually all you have. <laughs> you don't want me to open it. <laughs> You have to do it. You have to do it on a podcast. Okay, I'll do it on a podcast. Okay. Yeah. See, I'll say this. This game took me a while to get to because I got a Super Nintendo, but I only had like five games for it. Mm-hmm. I had like Super Mario World, Final yep. Fantasy, Mystic Quest, Mario Kart. Trying to think. Um, Super Street Fighter Two, which is like in my top three favorite games ever. Did you have Donkey um, Kong Country. I did not. Um, I didn't oh, have. I didn't have this. I had Sim City, and I had something else. Oh, Star Fox. Um, oh, yeah, I had Star Fox, and so it took me a long time to get to this. I was really a Sega Genesis kid growing up. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, because Genesis does what Nintendo don't, and. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh yeah so uh so yeah so it took me it took me a long time to to get to this game but i will say this yeah i'm actually this is actually the one i'm replaying right now mm-hmm. um man this game's great uh so much of the mechanics and stuff like that that are in the zelda this game introduced like the spin the spin slash mm-hmm. um it's huge right i mean everybody everybody's all about that um and i just think uh you know this game is the one that so many people go back to as their first, as their first, as their first Zelda game. Yeah. Came out, came out on the super Nintendo and it is like, I guess if you want to call it like a super version of the original. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what there is not to like about this game. I mean, this is again, as we said, a lot of these games I would give a 10 out of 10. I mean, this game is perfect. Yeah. It's a, it's, it is a 10 out of 10. I'm actually looking up some information on it right now. And there's like some info on like the Japanese version and the title is The Legend of Zelda Triforce of the Gods. Yep. Um, and then they wanted to change it because they didn't want um like offend people. They didn't want the religion States. in the title, so they yep. changed it to a link to the past. That's interesting. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I yeah, I totally, 
totally believe that. But yeah, you can get this game on Virtual Console. Um, you know, this is the game. Uh, this first had like pieces of heart were really mm-hmm. cool. This game introduced uh the little chicken things, uh, cocos or whatever they're called. How am I, am I pronouncing that? Which wrong? things? The little chickens. The oh, oh I call them cuckoos. cuckoos. Yeah, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> this is where they came. They're from. They're evil chickens that will are, kill you. They are evil <laughs> chickens. Uh, yeah, this game intru- this game introduced Zelda's lullaby. Um. I think Moblins were first in this game, which is cool. Oh, that is cool. Um, yep. So we see those a lot. Yep. So yeah, this game introduced the Master Sword. So hey. oh, they'd also introduced Kakariko Village in Lake Hala. Yep. Death Mountain, Lost Woods, very yep. cool. Yeah, you had a map, which is the map in this game was really cool. Um, it kind of uses that like uh, whatever it's called. If you play Sim City, it's just the way they do their map. It's like the same way, but. Yeah, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it other than it's like utterly amazing. And you should definitely. <laughs> and you probably Agreed. have if you're listening to this podcast. So, okay. <laughs> now we're into our final two. Top two. So, yeah, you know, drum roll ready. Because uh, once we say number two, you'll know what number one is. So <laughs> Exactly. There's a, there's no, yeah, there's only two left. And man, this was a tough decision. Here but we go. At number two, we have... The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Don't hurt us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, came out in, as you all should know, 2017. It was well worth the wait. Absolutely worth the wait. When you walk out of that cave and you look at what all is in front of you and that vast landscape of Hyrule, it's like you're back home. You know, yep. after so many years of waiting. Yep. And it's it's just, it's a remarkable achievement, I mean, it for is. Nintendo. It is. Yeah, this game, I mean, I words really, I don't really have words to describe this game other than you need to play it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's one of the greatest games I've ever played. Um, mm-hmm. Truth, truly, truly, I mean, it is. no, absolutely, legitimately, it is, yeah. it is one, it is one of the greatest games I've ever played. Um the world like just the all the stuff you can do and i mean i've mm-hmm. played a lot of open world games um you know and i played a lot of i have recently actually played a couple games which i would kind of compare this to um games in other franchises that are, have that were big open world where they kind of said hey let's just kind of we want the open world to be the story and the story itself um wasn't that big and it, so these are totally different games but like final fantasy 15 and metal gear solid 5 um and they, they to me, they're all kind of like oddly, they're kind of like similar in that the game is mostly about the world. And so, mm-hmm. I when I played Metal Gear Solid Five, I mean, there's other reasons why that game's story isn't what it is, but we're not getting to that right now. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, it's kind of like, oh man, like this is great, like this open world, um, you can just run around, do all sorts of crazy stuff, um, yeah. And the story is told through like you know, you complete missions, and then you get little bits of the story like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then final fantasy 15, same thing. The game is mostly about the world. And I was like, wow, this is a really cool way to kind of tell, to do a game. Um, rather than it's like being super linear or like other open world games where you just run from mission to mission. But like this game, the story is like, you know, you have to go find like 
you go find the story, right? Like you go find. Yeah, the it, I mean, things. truly, you do. Yeah, yeah, and it causes you to. Oh, I need to go explore over here just to get a cutscene, which is cool, and I just think it's a different way to do it because you get mm-hmm. you get the story how you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just remember playing Metagur and Final Fantasy and thinking, wow, this would be really cool. Like, this is just a cool way to do it. And then, wow, seeing it in Zelda, I was like, wow, this is like even amazing. better. <laughs> even better yeah absolutely um yeah i love how like right off the bat you can go and you can do whatever whatever i mean there is a story to follow yeah but essentially you can kind of you just do whatever you want you want to go fight the boss you you go fight the boss you can go fight the boss yeah yeah and, but yeah yeah we i we uh, I, we i think we we looked at this once um speed run times oh any, yeah 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 any percent so, you know, you can just go rush Ganon or uh, 39 minutes, 25 seconds. That's the current world record, according to what site I'm on. Which is like, uh, yeah. Which is that, that's, crazy. that's just crazy. A hundred percent is 33 hours. <laughs> that's speed running too. I think speed mine, running hundred percent. I think mine clocked in at like 80. I don't even, once again, you deleted your file. That's okay. It's I deleted my file because I wanted to start over and relive the magic. <laughs> yeah. So now here's another thing where we, you know, I'm, I'm starting to see here, we played a lot of these games on different different versions. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The opposite versions, which is cool. I have the Wii U version. Tiffany mm-hmm. has this version. Now, in this, I will say they're not that different. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, like, because I remember, because I was like, should I get the Wii U version? Like, I was looking at the game, I was looking at graphics comparisons, and they were, like, identical. So basically, I just couldn't take it on. The, I couldn't play it on the on the road. I guess, but. which has been like really clutch when I go and like travel to see my family, and yeah. I'm like, oh man, I want Zelda. Hey, I have it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm getting a Switch here soon. So yes, you are. Yeah. So um, yeah. But man, this game. You know, this is kind <sighs> of your adult length the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pick whatever armor you want. You can use whatever mm-hmm. weapons you want. What's you your can- favorite armor? Ooh, that's tough. Mine is um, stealth. Yeah, the stealth is probably my favorite. I bought like the Hylian tunic okay. and, cha- and changed it to green, which I think yeah. people, I think a lot of people like, did. No, no, we like my husband and I both did that. We were like at that color that, like yeah. where you could color your clothes which and is I'm so like cool. The fact that you can I want green. Pick, pick whatever color you want. Yeah. Um in terms of looks, though, the Zora armors, I think it looks so badass. It I actually ch- cool. I changed the color on it because um, it's like a darker blue. I changed it to like a lighter blue with like a blue, and it looks sweet. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah, so I really like the Zora armor, just the way it looks. I really like all of it. The, I, the Gerudo armor, I do not like the Goron armor. I mean, I get that why it's there. I just hate the Goron armor. It's very chunky. It is very chunky. Um, yeah. I, you know, I did not ever really use the armor. The witch armor? The knight like The armor. knight armor? Um, yeah. I use that for like heavy battles, but then it was just because, and this like, is like the only ahead. downside to this game. And I think is that, you know, everybody argues, well, it rains a lot. And so when it rains a lot, you know, it's going to storm. Ugh. So it's just kind of like, well, I can't use, um, what was your favorite weapon type outside of like swords? Uh, I don't know. I just, I use my bow a lot. So I didn't really use a bow a lot. Oh, I, really? Yeah. I mean, every now and then, but I was just always, cause I was always like, Oh, I want to save my. Yeah, I get and that. Big, I get and that. big and not bosses, but like uh Lionels and stuff like that. So yeah, well that yeah, actually, I would, I would, yeah, 
the Lionel is where I would wear that armor when I would fight. Oh him. yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I would yeah. just yeah, I would rock like a. I will say like, man, once I figured out I could up, boom, I'm gonna go find the fairy fountains. I'm like, I'm gonna I'll, pay that money. Yeah, I want my armor max. And what does she do to you? When yeah, she I don't know, but man, it gets flower. Yeah, it gets uh, it gets you know deeper and sweatier every time. <laughs> <laughs> deep and sweaty with that fairy man yeah, real deep and sweaty so. i mean she's always been a little you know but yeah. <laughs> she really gets that way in this game <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean but what was your favorite weapon you didn't answer Mine was i really both. like spears i really like the spears your spears okay yeah i like spears a lot uh in in games um i have great swords too mm-hmm. um right i really like it all i really never use though the like the magic rods um was oh really- okay yeah, I was never really big on those. Um, boomerangs, I didn't really use a lot. They don't they just don't last very long, you know? Yeah. Um, I get that. What was your favorite, like, crappy weapon? Like, before you had, like, cool weapons and you had to grab whatever you could? Oh, whatever I could. Well, if I could find, like, the the bad, like, the not-as-good spears, like, just the wooden ones. Yeah, um, okay. I liked those because you could, like, catch them on fire and, like, you know... I could like throw them at people and I yeah. think they work better. And then of course the most clutch weapon in the game is the bomb. I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like on a timer. Yeah. The bomb is like the greatest thing ever. It's just like putting this- that on a timer was like a godsend. I was so pumped about it and that you get square and like the sphere. Answer, yep. Yeah. It's oh. so good. The stuff you, the stuff you can do it. You know, we talked about this in our when we talked uh, our favorites. Um, it's just like I still there's still stuff in this game where it's like I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that, and that's mm-hmm. just it's just what makes it so good. I mean, you can um, I like I, I I forgot that you could like go get dogs as companions. You can't take them with you though, right? Well, you can like feed them and they'll like run around with you. Yeah. No, I always like feed them and then they show you where the treasure chest is. Yeah. Well, you can get um if you have the wolf. Yeah, I don't have that. Yeah. He, yeah. I don't, I don't either. I don't either, but he acts as, and that's the, that is the one downside to this game. As yeah, we, talked about this. we talked about this before. I mean, it's cool. Like the amiibo functionality is cool in that, like, oh, yeah. I, can, I can take amiibos across games, which is like a cool way of doing DLC because then it's like, oh, I don't have to buy DLC for every game. But mm-hmm. the problem is when you can't buy the figures because there's their toys and everybody wants them and like just make more. Like they're not just toys, guys. They're for real gamers. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I also want it as a toy to put on my shelf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, because I have like I have the I have the link from Smash Brothers. So mm-hmm. I got like the Twilight Princess outfit, which is cool. I mean, which is so cool. Which is is cool, but I was like, I really want like the eight bit one, so I can get like the cool old armor. Um, yeah. But, then, like, but but when this game was like first came out, I was like looking on Amazon, like Amazon and eBay, because everybody bought them. They're like sixty bucks. Like I'm not gonna spend sixty mm-hmm. bucks to have a no costume way. in a game. No. Um. So but and, what like, do we Oc- say? We were, we just wanted it like just let us buy. Yeah, I mean, just like I would like honestly, like it's this is the one of the one games where it's like I would rather just I would pay like twenty bucks for like all the armor and stuff. Like just let me like, and it seems like how are they not letting like how can you not do that? I have no idea because you would make like so much much money, so much money. Well, I'm sure they're like, well, we want people to buy amiibos. Well, we can't because they're not in stores. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So you're losing out on money here either way. Come on, just fix it. Jeez. Yeah. 
I even no. looked today for Amiibos. I was actually at the store. Yeah. Uh, none. <laughs> well, I mean, I could find other ones. I could find like Mario and stuff like that, but the Zelda ones sell out. The Zelda ones, yes. Because yeah, you can use them on like every game and stuff. And it's like yeah. the Ocarina of Time one, like you knew that one was out i think the skyward sword one might be out now but it's like again 60 bucks because everybody's buying it so no. and there's amiibo there's more coming out later this year when they release the the second or mm. the third part of the dlc which i haven't i haven't done any of the dlc yet i haven't either no i'm just waiting i'm just gonna get it in december yeah um but yeah this game yeah um, so breath of the wild <laughs> yeah well we're t- it is breath of the it's wild, so breath good of the it's so uh good. i like I being love, a little scavenger love, oh yeah just picking up everything Oh yeah, cooking. I thought cooking cooking was a cool way mm-hmm. to do it. I never really felt like this game was. I think I feel like once you kind of got like maybe your second power up, mm-hmm. the game became like kind of easy. Um, mm-hmm. Like the difficulty curve, like it's it's way more difficult at the beginning than it is later in the game because later in the game you're just so overpowered. But it doesn't matter because it's still fun and it's mostly about exploring. And this world's enormous. Mm-hmm. I think like the idea of the like little mini dungeons is cool. Yeah. Because that way it's like, oh, if I'm stuck in a dungeon, it's like, well, it's only one thing. So I can just do it. And you can leave and it's like not a big deal. And marking your map is so Mm -hmm. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Marking your map. Definitely. Um, We always, uh, my husband and I always call it like the the unicorn. It's not a unicorn, but it's like that horse that's like colorful and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know the real name for it, but um, I marked the crap out of that area when I was like, I got to go see it again because I found it and Marty didn't know like what I was talking about because he hadn't gotten to it yet. Yeah, you hadn't seen it? No. And so, do you know what what that is, though? What is it? So, it's actually a, it's actually really sad. It is. Oh, great. (laughs) It's, um, so Satoru Iwata, the guy who like was Nintendo's president. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that it's like uh it's like a nod to him because he had oh. died because he had died like while this mm-hmm. game was being made and stuff like that. Yeah. And Satori I Satori Wada is I mean, was one of the greatest, like I mean, just like that's the thing about Nintendo is Nintendo is like a this big family. Mm-hmm. And like people can criticize him, like the Wii U failed. Like, I don't really care. I mean, he helped create the Wii, which was like the second greatest video game selling console ever the ds which is the greatest selling handheld co- ever the 3ds which is doing really well mm-hmm. um, and during 2008 when all these companies went on financial crises um nintendo satoru awada said this is what this is one of the things i like love most about this man is that or loved most about this man is that well you saw all these american companies like when they did bailouts mm-hmm. and like they they gave these companies money and then they were like giving bonuses to their CEOs and stuff. Yeah. And it was like, just we're trying to help you like keep your company afloat so people don't lose their jobs. So Nintendo said, it's like Satori Wada is like, well, I'm going to take a pay cut because I don't want to lay anyone off. It's like, that's what makes like, that's why we love Nintendo is because like, like, they are like a family company. They, they are really are. Yeah. And so, yeah, once I found out that was like a big nod, to just, uh, oh, oh God, it just, well, now I like strings. them even more. I know it just pulls the heartstrings that much. It does. More. Like, uh, cause I'm in the, I'm in the, uh, the, uh, Nintendo IGN has a big, uh, Nintendo podcast and I listen to it and I'm in their Facebook. They have a closed group. Uh-huh. Um, and so we're, everyone's always just posting stuff. And so like, that year, because that was like the year like he had died, like mm-hmm. people would just post like when they beat a game and it's like, you know, executive producer Sonora, Satora, Iwata. 
mm-hmm. like people were doing because he did all the Nintendo Directs and stuff like that. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like actually the last game like he was somewhat involved in. So uh. yeah, but so that's like it's like a big nod to him, which just makes it even better. Even better. And um, there's a Robin Williams tribute in this game, as there should be. Yeah. What is, the, what's the tribute for that though? Uh, it's just one of the NPCs walking around the game. Looks like Robin. Williams. I don't know if it's that, but yeah, because Robin Williams named named his daughter Zelda. Mm-hmm. They've like yep. they had worked with Nintendo and stuff like that. So. Great. Yeah, guy. this game. This, this game. game, man. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that I have to say that it disappointed me a little bit with was um, the bosses. I didn't find them to be so difficult. I found the first boss I fought to be difficult. I think it just depends on which power you get first. Because mm-hmm. like – or how like how soon you get the Master Sword. Because as soon as you get the Master Sword, like – Bosses the, are, yeah. The bosses are – like the dungeons are like super easy. Because it like soups up uh, what was your the favorite? Hit. What was your favorite dungeon? Um, I mean I got to go Gorons. I love the Gorons. So um, that – the, the, the lizard. Gecko, like gecko lizard thing. Yeah. Man, I like actually. I think my favorite might have been uh, the Gerudo one, where you're like on the oh. giraffe, just because like when you like had to ride his, like that head all the way up. Yeah. Like, oh my god, the scaling in this game is like yeah. is so hard. I had trouble getting into that one, oh, where okay. you're you're riding on the sand. On oh the my sand god, seal. that was so awesome. That, it, was, that like, was so epic. Like, that was the one I had the most trouble with. Like that 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 was the hardest one for me. Everything else seemed like way easy. Um yeah. but getting into that one, I was getting so mad because I kept missing. Like you have to shoot the legs or whatever, yeah. like on the spots. Ugh. Yeah. But um but other than I mean and that's like a personal thing, so right. it doesn't take away from the game at all. Yeah, that's a personal problem. So it, it really uh, is a personal <laughs> problem. <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem. So okay, I we could keep talking about Legends we could, <laughs> but it's time to get to number one. It is it's kind of the obvious choice, but it's the one you've been waiting for. It's the one you've been waiting for. So coming in at number one. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I mean, how could it be anything else? It couldn't. Because Straight we up. went through everything else. So we took over <laughs> So it came uh, out on Nintendo 64 in 1998. What a great it, year that was. It was. A great it was. Yeah. Oh, so it brought Zelda into kind of like this like 3D space. Mm-hmm. Um, Hyrule was brought to life like never before. It was beautiful. It was expansive. Um, And you kind of see things like in a whole new light. Absolutely. And I have to say, I mean, this was the first Zelda game that I had ever played. So that kind of holds a special place in my heart. You know, I played it with my cousin and my uncle who has now passed. And he really... My uncle really brought video games kind of into my life. Like he would sit down with us and we would play and he would show us. So I love and miss him so much. So I just thank him for like bringing this into my life. This game is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'll say this, um, (laughs) you know, if you look at a lot of games, a lot of games had have struggled or still haven't found a good way to go from 2d to 3d. That had started 2D. I'm looking at you, Sonic. Um, 
<laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love some of the 3D Sonic games. I'm just saying that that's that's an example. Um, so you right. know, a lot of games, a lot of games struggled going from 2D, you know, to 3D. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to be honest, I don't really think Donkey Kong 64 is that great. Well, I you think watch Kong, your mouth. I think Donkey Kong is better. <laughs> I think Donkey Kong is a better 2D game than it is. Game. Mario is a different a different story. I think Mario worked a little. Mario anyway, worked well. Yeah, Mario worked well. Um, but so, I mean, so that's like, that was a big thing. And this is like a super ambitious game. I mean, mm. you're talking about so many different elements just in gameplay. And mm-hmm. so this game not only worked in terms of story, but gameplay, um, you know, a lot of these early 3D games, like, you know, had odd camera angles and stuff like that. I mean, th- you, that's the thing is you got to think about like now it's just like, oh, everything's 3D and it's fine. But, right. you know, the 64 had one analog stick. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah, one. Yeah, the early PlayStation, if people forget, didn't even have analog sticks. So it's not like it's not like we just went from 2D to 3D and it was this easy transition. I mean, a lot of games, a lot of early 3D games on the 64, on um, you know, the PlayStation. I mean, heck, there were early there were 3D games on like the PS2 and Dreamcast and stuff that like didn't really work right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even really think we got 3D like a lot of 3D games. I think it kind of really, really hit their stride working well, like late PS2, like PS early PS3, 360. I think that was when we finally like, okay, we got 3D gaming, like to where it's like across the board. Yeah, works. that's a fair assessment. And so like the 64, there's a lot of games that like would be good, but you know, they just. Were they playable? Yeah, were they playable? And so Zelda not only was playable, but it was phenomenal and it was phenomenal mm-hmm. everywhere. Like in story, the graphics at the time. Mm-hmm. Um you know what I mean? The soundtrack for this game. Uh, everything everything yes. about this game is just perfect. You get to play as young Link. You get to play as adult Link. Adult Link is a dark story. Um, and it was just the first like like really dark story we got. I mean, and it felt epic because yeah. it was like, wow, this is crazy. You know, going back and forth between time. You had the arena. You have tons of good little side quests. I mean, this mm-hmm. was like a fully fledged. Like, you know, sometimes you can go buy a video game, a new video game. And I think we talked about this a little bit. Um, you know, back in the day, like you didn't, we didn't have the internet, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. so you would get stuff in like TV commercials and you see you get maybe 30 seconds of like a game of gameplay footage. Yeah. And then you would have to look at like gaming magazines or like seeing it at like your uncle's house or seeing it at your friend's house. Somebody else had it and you would see it played. Yeah. So like when you would buy a game, you would like rip open, you know, we're little kids. So we'd like rip open the, you know, the package and like look at like the game manual so we can see all the stuff we're going to be able to do. So like you didn't even really know what you were getting going into this game. Yeah. And then you get to play it and you're like, oh my God, this is like the greatest (laughs) thing I've ever played. Uh, I actually used to, um, it was, so I had a 64, but this was the time where I like could not find Zelda. I could not find this game. It was, it just wasn't in stores. It kind of like Amiibos, but, um, (laughs) I remember I went and I rented it from a movie store Mm -hmm. and I rented it a few times before I actually like found my game. But, um, it was just one that everybody wanted to play it. That's why you couldn't find it. And, you know, back in the day, being kids, trying to get this game, um, I know I, I don't, well, this one I might not have had to purchase myself. I think my mom got it for me, but 40 bucks at the time for a 64 game. Yep. 
Yeah, we uh, yeah, you'd have to save up birthday money, Christmas mm-hmm. money. You know, what I mean, you maybe get like one year. So, yeah, it was a it was pretty steep for for a game, but I just love the way that this game starts out. I mean, hey, Navi, Listen. shout out to you, yeah. <laughs> waking up. But like, I love the way it starts. Like, you get this story, you go through the Deku tree. He dies. Your heart's crushed. Mm-hmm. Like you you leave and you go and get your stones. And then you go to the the castle and everything gets like crazy. And he, and uh, Ganondorf's got, or or not Ganondorf, but Zelda's riding away. Impa, mm-hmm. Ganondorf's there. He basically shoots magic at you and you fall over and you're like, crap, this just got real. Yep. And head into the Temple of Time. And then here you are an adult and then you've got all these temples that you have to go through and it's just, it's epic. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely yeah. epic. The, you know, this game also introduced a lot of stuff. This is actually the first Zelda game where you could wear masks. Not that the masks in this game really did as mm-hmm. much as they did in Majora's Mask. This game also is the first game to have Link with blonde hair. First game? Yeah, because uh, Link, uh, Link had always been like he'd had like there there was art where he'd have like be depicted with blonde hair, but really Link had like brown hair. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. yeah and, and the in the first two, then you had purple and um, you know, a Link, a Link to the a Link to the past. So yeah, this is actually where the blonde Link started. Interesting. And adult Link was really uh, edgy and had an earring. Yep. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He was super edgy back in the, <laughs> back in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> Back in, the, back in the 90s when wearing one earring, you know. One one nice yeah, silver was, hoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally meant something else. So, <laughs> But, you know, this game also has a lot of really cool items. I got I to say. Yes. Man, yeah. yeah. We, we've talked about the bigger on sword before. You know, oh, you get the giants and I save up for it. Oh, it's going to be sweet. You know, I'm going to go out with <laughs> a huge sword. I'm going to wreck stuff. And, like, you know, you didn't know about, like, spoilers because. No. The inter- you know, you're not the on the internet. internet. Yeah, you weren't on the internet. So it's not like you. <laughs> So it's like, oh man, I got this knife. I'm gonna go out here, and then what? It's <laughs> broken. <laughs> yeah, like you know, I totally oh, remember man. friends being like, "Oh, dude, I like did I like did I like I actually thought like they had done something wrong like in the game." So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I really, really love the hook shot. Oh yeah, or I guess the long shot. Yeah, no, the hook shot. Um. Or is it called the long shot in this game? Well, everybody called it the hook shot, but yeah, um, the megaton hammer. I was all about. Uh, that. Yeah, that was pretty all, great. All about the megaton hammer, and then you got like the uh, the mirror shield, and you got the mm-hmm. different tunics, and then you know mm-hmm. we a lot. Of, I'm sure there were a lot of controllers broken during the water temple. Uh, <laughs> it still like haunts me to this day. <laughs> you have the song of storms, you know, that guy, that, that guy hunt. yeah, you have the spiders, you know, you got to go, uh, the golden spider Skeltulas. Yeah. 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 Um, that was like a side quest. There's a lot of side quests, a lot of things. And then you get to the final battle with Anna and it does not disappoint. You Double know, battle. You gotta, yeah. When you got to like reflect the things back at him, use the light mm-hmm. arrows, Mm-hmm. Um, and then you battle them on top of the castle and then you got to escape the castle. You got to spread yep. out of there as it's like, as it's breaking down. And, and Zelda's just taking her sweet time. Yeah, she is. <laughs> but, uh, but I love that. Um, I love that last battle where, she, where Zelda's holding him down with the light. Mm-hmm. And then you just deliver that like final blow and everything like freezes. Mm-hmm. And then, ah, it's just great. Yep. 
It's great. Yeah. And I mean, across the board, this has like, you know, nines out of nines out of tens. I mean, mm-hmm. 99 out of a hundred. I mean, it's, yeah. And this game like seeped into my life. Like you remember industrial tech? Yeah. Uh, I had that class and I was with Nate Maloney. Shout out to Mo. Hey, shout out to Nate Maloney. We got, he, we got, we're going to tag a lot of people. Dude. But he like basically carried me through that class. But um, we made like this, this plastic thing where we etched Zelda in it and we made, we etched like an ocarina in it. And like, oh, I remember in high school in art, I did like a Zelda print where I like mm-hmm. carved this thing into wood. I carved a, like art from the booklet that came inside the game of Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. And I made like, I put paint on it and I made prints with it. Like that's how much this game means to a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This game is also the highest scoring game of all time on Metacritic at a 99 out of a hundred. As it should be. Which is like literally no small feat. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. So, yeah. I mean, I think most people would have this in their top, you know, three, games of all time yeah um i know i certainly do um Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah that's it Uh, that's it that's that was number one that's number one that's a wrap but i'll say this uh again as we said before if you have if you have one that's favorite again we get it i could honestly i could see the argument for any of these games being number one because every zelda game is different it's a different story Mm -hmm. it has a different place in everyone's heart um, this is kind of how we uh, how we feel they should be ranked. Um, so let us know what you would have done different in your ranking. Leave us comments via we're on YouTube, Podbean, Instagram, iTunes, uh, pretty much everywhere on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, emails, whatever you want. Facebook page, and uh, tell us what you think. Tiffany, where can people find you on the? So you can find me at. Um... Swish Flick Podcast on Facebook or Swish Flick Cast on Twitter. I am also Tiff Swish underscore Flick on Twitter now. I made a new handle so you can mm-hmm. catch me there. Um, and Swish and Flick is an all Harry Potter podcast. And we are on iTunes and Podbean and all the other things like Stitcher, all the, all the other Stitcher, things, YouTube, yep. everywhere. Yep. Um, yeah, and you can find me pretty much on the internet anywhere at Super Gains Bros. Um, I also do a all Star Wars podcast called Rebel Watch. Um, I do a kind of pop culture like movie, Game of Thrones, anime, Dragon Ball Super kind of podcast called Second Breakfast. And it's pretty great. It is pretty great. Um, <laughs> and we're getting ready to do a big Stranger Things thing. So yeah. Um, I'm actually well, going to binge that for, with so I can, uh, listen to that with you guys oh you should That's i haven't watched it yet so you should it's gonna be sweet so okay um i think next podcast we are gonna do the legend of zelda majora matt majora's mask is link dead theory. i'm stoked so yeah i gotta keep it rolling here with our link to hyrule series and uh as always guys thanks for listening